Previously on Creek Chat. I thought about canceling myself from Creek Chat. That's something our listeners don't have to worry about because they don't have to wait. Because every Monday we are back. For Shop for Show. It's a three pack baby. Double F for Shop for Show. Right? And that's the best scene I've ever seen where it's Dawson crying and me going, oh, oh, that's where the gift comes from. Dawson! Fuck! Welcome to Capeside. Senior year. But then a black cloud rolls in over Capeside. I would definitely much call it smooth sailing on the uncharted waters. I'll give a fuck. Last time I crashed the boat, I was getting ahead. Dawson's actually like, well, you know what? It's funny to say that. Pacey, I'm sorry, bro, but I think I'm falling for Andy. That's happening in the fucking season opener. I know they mentioned his sister at one point because he says he was reading Cosmopolitan. Welcome to the highly anticipated return of 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT, generous cyber lover money. And with me, my favorite guest of all time, the public's favorite guest of all time, stranger's favorite guest of all time, but possibly the humblest person I know. Hey, it's me. It's me. It's too humble Chucky B with that sweet sweet baby face i'm not a bad guy anymore we went for a face turn i shaved the beard off shaved off the fucking handlebars the friendlies it's all gone uh if you if you understand what he's talking about professional wrestling terms but don't understand the facial hair uh harley race triple h yeah uh if you're more musically inclined lemmy from motorhead but they're gone now so it's all irrelevant he's looking bald Bald as a cue ball, baby. It's all fresh. That's how we roll over here. Well, how we also roll over here at Creek Chat is we talk about what happened on Dawson's Creek. And we're coming back from a hiatus. Or at least we mean to? We certainly mean to. We're talking about after a hiatus here, uh, a apparently much needed hiatus for the two of us. The Return, Season 4, Episodes 1 through 3. Chuck, how you feeling? Because when we left, when we left off at the end of Season 3, you were in a foul mood. You were hating Capeside to the point that you felt like your wedding prediction, a thing that you have been talking about, I'm pretty sure, since Episode 1 of the show, and here we are at Episode 22, you said that shit, maybe that shit needed to be scrapped now. You were at rock bottom. How are you feeling today? You know, I feel like the episode one of this season is how I'm feeling, man. It's a homecoming. I'm coming home. I'm back here. I'm back at Creekside, back at or back at Cape Side to do a Creek chat. Fucking talk about these kids on the creek and how the creek is affecting their lives. How it's affecting their lives. And, and how you predicted it would affect their lives as we come in here they're probably home let's runs. talk about it in episode one coming home chuck's home pacey and 
Joey are also home. Well, I mean, that's pretty obvious, right? Like, Joey and Pacey are coming back from their sale vacation for senior year. Senior year. Maybe Dawson and Andy are coming back from Boston, where they went for the weekend. Mitch and Gail banging the pantry again. And Dawson's car. Okay, so Pacey and Joey, home run. Home run. You know what else was uh, almost a home run? was the Mitch and Gale, because it wasn't the pantry, it was the couch. Uh, they made it clear, uh. deja screw, baby. It was happening everywhere, all over the place, just like the old days, just like you predicted. And, like, Dawson's not hating it anymore, because he's like, oh, that's my parents, just, you know, fucking everywhere. That's, that's the norm. Who are apparently a lot cooler than me, we, too. Dawson's well, we'll words, not mine. Home- it's questionable how much cooler they are than him, but that's the idea. Oh, yeah, it's because of their now, musical Now, Dawson taste. and Andy, that doesn't seem to be popping off in this three-pack here. There's no hint. There was a hint or a confirmation that they became better friends over the summer. That whole crew did. But no Almost romantic that. hint there. Let's talk about the breakdown. Screwing up, Dawson. You're screwing up. He still hung up on Joey, but all right. Let's... I mean, did you see Andy? I did watch the episode. So... Uh, to our faithful about. listeners, first of all, we love you. Thank you for returning. Oh, thank you. We love you. You know, it's all all. If love. you're new, LOL, lots of love. Thank you for thank you for coming. Lots of love. We're switching things up a little bit here. I've been stealing the Wikipedia and or IMDb breakdown or a hybrid of the two for the first three seasons of the show. But it just no, that's a lie. Season one was from the DVD booklet. Last two seasons ripped from the internet. I don't really think it was a lie. It was just like a misspeak. Doesn't matter. I might have been trying to be deceptive. I feel like a lie but is I kind might of have malicious. Been, no, there's a lot of degrees of white lies are not malicious in most cases. Well, and that's that's got its own definition. All right, let's not get lie. into the semantics of lies <laughs> right now. We'll talk about this after the show. The point is. Hashtag the point lie is, there was a lot going on in mm. those breakdowns that I didn't need to be reading. And while it was fun and oftentimes funny, at least for me, we're going to shorten things up. And I'm going back to the booklet this year. Here's the shortened breakdown for coming home. Uncertainty fills the air as Pacey and Joey return to Cape Side following their summer long voyage. In and out. Hey, man, it's, it's right into the point. We're going to talk about everything else. So that's fine. Let's talk about your predictions for what is apparently failing down, not what I called falling down. I guess it would make sense if what didn't happen is Dawson getting together with Andy, and he's just falling deeper and deeper into a depression. He can't stop falling down the rabbit hole, whereas Pacey and Joey are falling down the I'm in love with you tree, hitting every every branch on the way down. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, they are definitely hitting every branch on the way down based on Pacey's fucking behavior in these episodes, but they are falling deeper and deeper in love as they fall down that tree. So I'm giving you a fucking, I'm at least giving you a triple for that. I'll take the triple. Um, and you're absolutely right about Dawson not getting together with Andy, but I don't know about that deep depression. I think he's still a little angry despite him saying he's not. But I think he's mostly in a decent place for Dawson. Yeah, I got some ideas on Dawson. Let's talk about what actually is falling down, a.k.a. failing down. As the new school year finds Pacey on the verge of flunking out, Henry recruits Jack to break up with Jen. Joey goes to work at the local yacht club. Man, so they just throw that right out there in the fucking description. What? 
they ain't fucking around. They're all like, our little hanky is, you know, doing something different. I didn't say there weren't going to be major spoilers. A, because I would never say that. And B, because I haven't read this yet. So it's all new to me, too. I'm just saying. You like had had you never watched this show and you bought this DVD pack and you were reading it. Oh, don't as you're going through, dude, you got to be like, man, what the fuck? No, I'd recommend if you buy this DVD set to watch this. Also, don't look at any of the pictures and any of the packaging. Like, try to go through it as blindly as possible. Try to navigate the DVD menu blindly because there's spoilers everywhere. Basically, if you don't know what's happening on the creek. If you don't know what's happened on the creek, don't watch these DVDs because they will. I swear, dude, just do what I do and check out Hulu. Uh, Let's do also not a sponsor. (laughs) Nope. Let's do what you did and talk about your predictions for episode three. The two gentlemen of Cape side. That's a fucking weird title. So if I knew what that Shakespeare play was about, then I could tell you exactly what this episode is about. So you know what? Go check out that Shakespeare play. And it's going to mirror this episode in a lot of ways, just with our characters kind of thrown in there, which is just based. They told us what the play was about, and that's basically what it was about. Yeah, I guess I hit a home run. I don't know. I guess I was probably being lazy. It was the kind of home run that was, I, I don't know, like somehow pre-ordained. It was a cheap home run. I don't know. It was, like, it was like a, it was a Mark McGuire fucking juicing, cork juicing bat, at the plate home run. Cork bat Sammy Sosa juicing. Yeah. It was fucking Barry Bonds. Okay. All being right. like, no comment. Well, that's any time that you go, okay, here's what happens in the episode. Oh, it's called Hurricane? Well, there's gonna be a fucking hurricane. Of course you're gonna get a home run. You're gonna be you're gonna be humble as fuck about it, but you're still gonna do it. Yeah, that's you know, that's just how you do things, I guess, if you're Well, I'm greedy and uh, I'm I'm trying to lazy. Keep, I'm trying to keep your runs down and keep my runs up. I'm a greedy son of a bitch. Too greedy JT money. Even though I'm a generous cyber lover, I wanna get just as much back in return, if not more. Let's talk about what actually happened on <laughs> Two Gentlemen of Capeside. And speaking of hurricanes, when a hurricane threatens Capeside, Dustin and Joey set out by boat. <laughs> I gotta start that one over again. To try to save Pacey and Jen. Like, that one's less spoiler-ish. It just kind of tells you, hey, here's what happens. (laughs) Well, I guess that it is a spoiler. (laughs) But still. It makes more sense, though, the way they did it. So, coming home. It's a boy. Coming home. I'm gonna... We're gonna leave Joey and Pacey off to the side. I don't know if it's just me being dumb. And like seeing words and flip flopping them, or if Hulu actually has this called something else. But I wrote down Homecoming and I didn't change it. No, it's definitely called Coming Home and it was called Coming Home Everywhere. It, All right. It is, so I definitely flip flopped it just when I was looking at it. Then. If it is Homecoming on Hulu, they fucked it up. And I'll, I'll find them and I'll find them. I'm going to say that that was my fuck up. That's fine. That's fine. We're going to skip over Joey and Pacey for a second. We'll come back to them in a bit. And let's jump to our, our titular character, Dawson, and him walking up to his crew. Now, apparently, he's become real tight with the Mighty Alliance and Andy. I mean, what do we call this foursome? They became real tight over the summer. The Beach Buds. The Beach Buds. You're good at this shit. All right. We're going to the beach, beach, beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dawson comes up to them on the beach, and we find out here that him and Jack have been working as a painting crew. And I want to... Oh, yeah, DJ painting. I want to know, did they steal that from American Pie 2 as a good summer job? Or did this come out 
before American Pie 2. I'm not... I'm not going to no check. Idea. I'm the host. I should, and I won't. It doesn't matter. Maybe American Pie 2 stole this from Dawson's that sounds Creek. Feasible. So Dawson and Jack, they take off, and they leave Andy and Jen with just chilling those two, scoping out these French babes down the way, right? They're like, ooh la la, we're going to come down there and hit on you. But then Andy's like, no, 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 I'm not really going to do that. And Jen's like, yeah, you're a big scaredy cat. You don't want to do anything. And Jen's all like, and I'm taken, so... Jen definitely works as a facilitator for other people's storylines this episode. The whole Henry thing is just kind of like, oh, they're doing the long distance thing. Okay, no, we won't talk about that too much in this one right now. Well, I mean, I feel like we should at least address the fact that he had had gone to football camp for uh, eight weeks, and then... At the end of the football camp, a private school either wanted him to oh, join. Oh no, they did. They or... offered him a spot there. Like, no, we'll give you a scholarship to this elite boarding school where you can play football and have a. It'll better your chances uh-huh. for college, which will better your chances potentially for so the NFL. So come do this thing as a sophomore. Like you're fresh meat in this boarding school. Come on down. This yeah. see, that's why young Americans would have been way more interesting. It covered his eight weeks at football camp because you could have seen what led him into the life at boarding school and then you pick up the show for a full run at the boarding school biggity bam michael pitt is a star biggity bam michael pitt became a star anyhow so yeah i know but he didn't do it through young americans which would have been way more fun than whatever they did but let's not dwell on that anymore i'm sorry so andy it was, we were talking about the end of last season to become a nothing, basically. She didn't even really have her own storylines anymore. She was just kind of there. You know, after her whole drama with stealing the PSAT and coming clean with Principal Green, her shit kind of tapered off. And it became more about her still being in love with Pacey. Which made her feel real secondary. So they try to pick things back up by having her be a little bit more fun in this episode. Which was and nice. Meet these Frenchmen. No, it was great, because she's leading these Frenchmen around town. She's treating one of them like he doesn't speak any English, because she has somehow led herself to believe this dude doesn't speak any English at all. The Frenchman, who is, you know, speaks with a French accent, clearly speaks English as well. She's trying to work it with him and make it happen. She's even telling Jen that. They call back to the Pacey thing when they see him on the beach later. She go, someone I'm not ready to see. But I am ready to see your French penis in the moonlight. Ooh la la. Dude's like, I got a girlfriend and he takes off. So now she's stuck with this dude who she called adult and has been treated like an asshole all day. And he's all like, hey bitch, I speak English and I understand everything you've said. And she's like, he's way, way nicer about it than and that. And she's all like, oh man, dude, I feel like a dick. I need to bounce. And and he's all like, don't worry about it, baby. You look fine. And then I don't know what happened after that. Nothing really happened. I think they kissed in the moonlight. Hit her and the dolt, who definitely had an American accent. So like, he's not from Paris. I don't. What was no. his deal? We don't hear anything else about. And we weren't supposed to. They were just kind of traveling through town. But, like, there's no explanation as to why this fucking dude from Paris is just an American. No, yeah, at least just I don't remember that. I think he was just a French dude that just wasn't good at acting. Like, he was an American playing a French guy. And the other dude wasn't? Maybe. Maybe they could only get one. I don't know. No, dude. 
I don't know. Dude said he was from Paris. I still kind of believe like he was from Paris like the other dude was. Maybe he moved to Paris. Maybe he just had college. a really good American accent. Maybe he was doing the thing Joey didn't do freshman year and fucking traveling abroad to Paris to go to school. And now he's just visiting back over here. Boom. We've wrapped it all up. We've also wrapped up what happens to Andy in that episode. Not a whole lot, but it was fun. So let's get back to our romantic couple. Yeah, they start the they start the episode opening up with uh with the uh, PB and J, Pacey bro and Joey. I don't know. Pacey Pacey bro <laughs> and Joey. No, I call it P Joe when I write it down. P Joe, all right. It's weird to hear, but I get why you write it that way. And I just J O. I completely even dropped the E. J-O-J-O? So their their name is just Jackoff? No, it's no, it's that's her name, J-O. Joe. Oh. Well otherwise it's is it Joe? Is it Jen? Is it I write I write out yeah, Jack. Oh shit, there it yeah, is. There's a ton of J's. Well, either way, we start off with them on the boat and Pacey's like, Man, what if we just say fuck Cape Side and we just keep going? Like, fuck this place fuck school the same drama happening over and over again the same people making the same stupid decisions i'm like holy shit he's just saying what chuck was bitching about he's like he's like dude we can he's like we've been happy and she's like dude you're really gonna bring this up when we're like a fucking hour away from home like this was wonderful and i wouldn't trade it for anything but like we gotta fucking graduate like <laughs> I, like we gotta we, got, we owe that much to ourselves. We need to see okay, everybody so, and come back and deal with the shit that we left behind. Well, you know a big part of it is obviously facing Dawson and all that shit. But a big part of it, too, is I don't care if he knew for sure he failed those classes. He knew he failed those classes. You so know when you're not doing well. In everything. His whole life was shit. And he finds out in this episode that he's also out on the fucking street. Oh, yeah, he's homeless. At least in his boat, because his sister comes out of the woodworks and takes his fucking couch. And by the end of the show, or not, I guess he's not because what happens in the next episode, but assuming you could be like, oh, shit, he really is homeless. Well, he was living on his boat was the idea there, I think, at least for the end of this episode. Um, But then Joey was coming out and hanging out with him down there. Uh, so when they were getting, when they're getting off the boat, there's this big old heavy bag that he's lifting that's hers, and he's like, what is this? And like everyone on this show, they're not, I mean, obviously because they're acting on the show, but it's clear that she has got something sneaky in there that she doesn't want him to know about. And I could not remember for the life of me what the fuck she had in that bag. I'm like, what does she give Dawson later? I don't fucking remember what it is. Well, it turns out it's a brick, but okay. Yeah, it's a big old brick. A brick from a house. <laughs> it's more meaningful than that. But what's more meaningful than that to me is that Potter B&B is now one of the most successful B&Bs in the state. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Like, they are doing well. And, like, she shows, uh, um, Betsy shows Joe the books when she gets home. And she's like, look at this number. And Joey's like, oh shit like i'm sorry i was gone and not here to help and she's like no she's like i don't care about that she's like we're successful (laughs) there's a like a plus next to that number like that's profit like we're doing good no bessie was more concerned about whether joey and pacey had sex with each other which is what everyone was most concerned about like that's they had to talk about that when they're getting off the boat too and 
Pacey's like, everyone's going to want to know. And Joe's like, no one's going to want to know. Or at least they're not going to ask. Dude, I feel, like, question, I feel like if people have been everyone. dating for three months and they go on a, like, a boat adventure like that, you just assume they're fucking. Well, we find out at the end that they weren't. Well, or at least that's what Joey that's what tells Dawson. Joey tells Dawson. Or at the very least, she doesn't even necessarily say that. She just says, I don't think it would kill you. So No, she says she said it wouldn't kill you. Yeah. And she straight up says it wouldn't kill you. Now, do you think jumping ahead to that reveal, do you think that Joey would lie about something like that? Oh, why not? Do you think do you think they have? Yeah. I guess yeah. based on what you were saying before, we just straight up assume that. I would assume that. It just makes sense. Okay. They can say they didn't, but I mean it it makes too much sense to me that they would have. Well, and I'm not saying that they would have immediately. We don't need to get into the the when or the why or the how. I get it. It's fine. I just thought that that's that's an assumption. That's an assumption to make. It is an assumption, but I I think it's a relatively safe assumption. Well, they're going to have a hard time doing it now that they're back home because they're on couches or boats, so that's going to be rough. Well, I mean, I guess they could still do it in the illegal slips that Pacey parks his boat in, apparently. Because as Joey says, he just slips it in whatever empty slip he can find. He's not paying for anything. But this new character that we get in this episode, Gretchen, she uh, is Pacey's brother. And Dawson apparently had a crush on her. So this is one of my potential... uh, Toss outs there is Dawson and Gretchen season four. Could it happen? Tune in and find out. On Spotify and 50randyquays.com. Also Apple Podcasts. Well, it could it could happen. He says, yeah, when he was like ten or eleven, because they run into her at the hardware store when they're picking up their paint supplies, and he's like Jack's like, who was that? Because he could smell the sexual tension between them and dawson's like uh we don't get an answer until they're working later and he's breaking it down and nothing happened it's just one of those fucking like kid crushes and then she got to high school and he whatever man yeah and she went to college and now she's back from college taking a break but she's real evasive that's what i wonder that's what chucky b Mm -hmm. wants to know what is gretchen running from she's running from something what do you think she's running from? Any ideas right now? None, really, because I feel like if it was some sort of abusive boyfriend or something, she's got multiple members of her family in the police force. I feel like that's not something she's really running from. She just called Dougie or dad and be like, uh, this motherfucker is needing to go down. Okay. Um, and so I'm thinking so- it's got to be something financial. But that also doesn't make too much sense because in the next episode... I think they go to get a house. Well, they're talking about how cheap. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to get. Oh, don't get me started in that house right now. We're going to talk about the house later. That is for like the next episode. Let's talk about how Joey gets invited to the dive in that night to see Jaws. And she goes over and she's hanging out with Grams and Jack and Jen. Like, So prior to that, she goes over to Dawson's, right? Oh, that's right. Right. And she walks around. And we see this new bedroom of Dawson's where it's just like new things on the wall because last season it ended with like that one poster and that was it. And then he had the painting. 
and now he's got all that, but he's also got all these photos and like uh, photographs and shit like that up on the wall. It's all the beach buds, and, black and white. Yeah, it's all the beach buds, and and it's like he developed this new hobby, this new thing, and. He even just says, he's like, I just kind of picked it up. Like, he's off of movies right now. He's not feeling inspired. But I could see the attraction of photography as a filmmaker. Like, it's more instantaneous. Like, you can yeah. kind of just pick it up and snap a moment. You don't have to create a narrative. You just follow the narrative. Like, which is probably really good for Dawson. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about it like that, but that makes a ton of sense. I didn't think about it that way until right now, honestly. But then we get to the uh, the dive-in. Well, there's this setup where basically, like, Joey says to Pacey, I got invited to dive in later. Because he ends up, they don't have a place, he doesn't have a place to go. They were supposed to spend the night apart from each other. He doesn't have a place to go, so he pops over to her place. And she's like, yeah, but I got invited to dive in. He's like, oh, yeah, fuck that. And she's like, yeah, no, like, I kind of want to go, but you don't have to if you don't want to. He's like, uh, fine, I'll go, I guess. You know what? All right, as long as we're together, I'm fine. We'll go to the fucking dive in. But as soon as they get there, it is clear that this is not going to be fine. No, because he eyes Dawson and Dawson gives him the fuck you eyes immediately. And like Joey reads them as fuck you eyes at Pacey as well. And she kind of like stops short and she's like, uh, and then Pacey's like, I'll go get us some drinks. Oh, yeah. He, he takes off. He runs into Gretchen. Gretchen comes into the mix and that's where she's like, oh, yeah, I figured you and Joey would have ended up together a long time ago. And I'm like, come on, Gretchen, really? You're the only fucking one who saw that coming. She explains well, And her that's reasoning. what's funny is, like, I think it was, like, I was, like, really? I was, like, she seems to be, like, the only one who's super, like, pro this relationship. Well, she's all about it. Outside yeah. of Dougie, who's also really pro the relationship, too. Dougie's been all about it and very helpful in terms of getting Pacey to pursue it. 100%. Mr. Witter has given his approval of Joey. No, that was Andy. I'm sorry. That was Andy. I'm jumping back mm. to a whole other relationship. Uh, Mr. Witter could probably give a fuck less. Joey would be just as acceptable as Andy in his eyes. Nope. Daughter of a criminal. Hard to say. Doesn't matter. Gretchen, though, coming in basically as an outsider. She hasn't been living in all this drama. She's been living in whatever drama she's fucking got going on. She's coming in. She's like, my little bro's in love. This Joey Potter chick's a good girl. I knew her from back in the day. Let's make this happen. I'm down with this. And they're both talking about their woes of the living situation. And she's like, well, I've got an idea that might work out for the both of us. And that's what we jump to in the next episode. Well, and that was the thing. Like, if she's running away from a potential financial problem, how is she affording this place? Well, we're going to talk she about... she does say she's broke. We're going to talk I'm about... At... We're going to talk about that, that place in the next episode. I got some things to say about that place. That's why I don't want to go on that rant well, just now. I mean, I feel like we're pretty much done with this episode anyhow, right? Like, no, because we've got the conversation between Dawson and Joey at the dive-in, which is real awkward. And Dawson predicted it was going to be awkward and no big deal. But he's fucking rattled by it when it's over. Like, you can tell when he was done that that was way harder for him than he thought it was going to be. And I don't think it was so hard for Joey. Not no, because, I mean, she's been living with Pacey for three months. Like, Right. But there's a problem. This is all right. So this is where I talk about, I said something earlier about having a problem with the way Pacey acts in this episode. And here's where it really begins. He's been a sulky little bitch most of this episode, honestly. Because he's resentful. We find out as this all goes on that he's just doing it to himself and being resentful of Dawson for no reason. He's creating this problem that doesn't exist. But he does it, when he says here, 
the way he says it too, that it bothers him that he saw her get more and more preoccupied thinking about Dawson when they're out at the sea. And he's like, and it better stop. And I was like, oh, dude, you can't just go commanding someone to do something, especially in that kind of fucking tone. And definitely not Joey Potter, who is your girlfriend. She's going to yeah. beat the shit out of you. You're going to die if you start that. Yeah, don't don't fuck around, bro. But that's where, like, and here's again where I have a problem with it, because it's after she goes, she gives Dawson the brick, some Ernest, Ernest Hemingway's Home in the Keys, famous American author, and she's like, I want this to be a, a representation of the foundation of our new relationship. And he's like, this ain't going to do it, and I'm not even sure if that's what I want. Because this is still just so hard for him to deal with. Dawson's got to decide one way or the other and stop flip-flopping. He's either just got to cut this off or fucking forgive these people for following their feelings. They've both pretty much said this is not malicious. Like Right. And he keeps looking at it as a betrayal. When that's like, not well, then, what it was. Then fucking stop talking to him. Cut him out of your life. Fucking be done with him then. But no one wants to... We, that, as we go on in these episodes, we see why that wasn't going to work in the first place. But the end of this one bothers me with Pacey too. Because she comes in and she explains, you know, why she thinks about him and it calms her down and puts her in a good mood and all this shit. And that, you know... She's basically in love with him or whatever and explains that she was preoccupied thinking about hurting Dawson because he was her longtime friend, not because he's in love with her, but her heart was still on the boat and all this shit. And all throughout all that, we get to the end, Pacey doesn't even fucking apologize for being a dickhead earlier. Not once does he say a contrite word to her. I assume something was said off camera. Because they obviously have a fantastic relationship. And especially, I feel like, doing something like this where you do something like three months pretty much alone. Like, they said they picked up odd jobs and shit like that along the way. But you're spending all of your time together. But, and I, listen... I agree. So they end up, they end up, I feel like that three months is not really three months. It's more like a year. It's still three months. It's just a very packed three months. It's a different kind of experience than you would have if you didn't live with each other on a boat. But, and I don't disagree with you, because they end up reading books in the hammock, falling asleep, holding hands, whatever. Like, I get it. But that doesn't excuse his behavior, and it continues on into the next episode with how he handles his failing classes situation and hiding it from Joey and being resentful of Dawson very explicitly, they talk about in this episode, because Dawson would never do this. And ba- Joey just comes right out and she's like, what the fuck does Dawson have to do with any of this, babe? Like, what does that matter? I haven't brought up Dawson one time. You're the one talking about Dawson. I'm talking about you failing fucking classes. He's a little bit more apologetic in this one. In falling down, failing down. In failing down, yes. I'm sorry. So, I didn't I didn't ask you if there was anything that we skipped over in coming home that you wanted to touch on. No, I was kind of just like we're transitioning into this episode. It makes a lot of sense. Just keep going. There's really nothing I had anyhow. Okay. Um this episode starts off with uh Pijo making out at school. And... No, they start out talking about 
whether or not they should be making out in school, which they decide to do. Yeah. And so they ended up doing that and they're blocking the door of a classroom of a class. And then like, who is trying to get into that door? Dawson. Nobody but Dawson. I wrote the exact same thing down. Like, who else could it be but fucking Dawson Leary? I thought that was pretty fucking hilarious. I was like, oh, man, this shit is too fucking funny. Oh, yeah, he kind of sneaks on through. And we find out it right after this point that Joey... That Mitch is the new fucking guidance counselor? What? Okay, one, do you have to take, like, a class? Or okay. do you just can you just apply to be a fucking guidance counselor? Listen, counselor? he's a known quantity at Capeside High School. He has been a substitute They're like, teacher. hey, man, dude, you're no, hey, hey. a sub. You fucking coached yeah. us to a winning... Yeah at least season i, I don't know yeah he but, brought but him now somewhere. we no longer have our star quarterback so we got to figure that out oh they'll be fine because he's not coaching anymore is jack not playing football anymore either was he a one oh he's definitely on football playing team? football as far as i know they haven't said anything about it i, I would I assume think. he is still playing football because they did mention how he was super jacked and how he'd been lifting weights all summer why did there's he nothing be- else to do in that town but why didn't he go to what ball camp Cause, dude, he he he's not a fucking quarterback, man. He's a wide receiver. He's like, dude, all I gotta do is run these routes. Who's the, quarter- the damn ball? Who's the quarterback throwing those balls to a quarterback camp? Wouldn't you want wide receivers there? I don't know what the fuck happens. Maybe he didn't have the money <laughs> for it. I don't know. Maybe he didn't oh, want to go. Come on. Maybe because he's a senior. Maybe Jack doesn't care as much because he just started playing football as a junior in high school. Do you think we see any actual explicit football this season? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, I guess it depends on how big of a character Jack's going to be during those football season episodes. If he's point. a big character, then maybe we'll that, see some of coming, what he's doing in his life. Well, that would be coming up in the next at least two episodes, the next six episodes of the show and two of this show. Pronouns. Yeah, so I mean maybe we'll maybe we'll get that in the next couple episodes. Maybe those uh predictions at the end of this episode will let us know what the fuck is up. All right, I'd like to point a couple of things here about the guidance counselor scene. A his old grades were described as aggressively mediocre kind of and like like um wicker man starring nicholas cage dude so they make a big deal out of this and yeah it's a big deal he doesn't want to be a super senior and see all of his friends go move on and his girlfriend potentially move on which i don't think would happen anyhow but they also do not discuss the very real option of just getting his GED. That's not what this show is going for. I don't know if the school necessarily wants to promote that. I think that's also kind of uh, maybe the show wants to promote to just get your... He, he's not really in a position where he can't not still just get his high school degree, though. That's the thing. It's not an impossible task. It is a possible task. I can see if he were in a position where there's no way he could make it happen... That discussion, you know, and maybe they do off camera, you know, we just don't see it. That's obviously something we can consider here. Well, I think it's less of an option that we can consider it because they continue the storyline throughout the episode. I don't think it really matters. I'm not going to get hung up on the GED option in the world of Dawson's Creek because, no, they're not going to offer it. These are snooty motherfuckers. You get your high school diploma or you become homeless on the streets of Gapeside. That's how it fucking (laughs) works. 
But here's what I really wanted to get to in that scene. Because we had a discussion last week and you thought it was preposterous that Gail and Joey could consider each other friends. Mitch straight up says that Pacey is his friend in this scene. He says, I consider you my friend. So I th- I think it's more uh, more along the lines of he's a family friend. I don't give a fuck how you want to try and add extra words to whatever meaning you have. He straight up said, I consider you my friend. So I think it's absolutely feasible that Gail would consider Joey her friend, if not more so. So I'm saying flat out right now you are wrong and they are all friends. Oh, I guess I guess I'm wrong and that they're all friends, but... I don't fucking buy it. I don't care what you buy. I would have never brought it up if Mitch wouldn't have said it in such a straight up legitimate. You are my friend. I consider you my friend. It was real. It was heartfelt. Mitch ain't a liar. I don't know. I feel like Mitch is kind of being uh, full of shit in that entire scene. Kind of like, oh, I see how it is. You're fucking my sons. Oh, are you crazy? Mitch is like, listen, I'm not a guidance counselor, so I don't really know what to tell you what to do here, but you're fucking up, dog, and you need to ask someone for help. You need to fix this. Otherwise, you're in trouble. Mitch was being a good dude here, and he continues to be a good dude by being like, yo, Dawson, listen, I trust that you're really good to your friend, so I need you to tell Pacey he needs to ask for some help. And Dawson's like, nah, I'm going to be kind of a bitch. Dawson's like, I'll give up. Fuck about Pacey. Basically. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And Mitch is like, okay, well, maybe you know someone who does give a fuck about him. And that worms its way into Dawson's brain. And he and he's like, God damn it. He's fucking Joey, my old best friend. Well, he, go- <laughs> he goes to Joey and he's like, listen, I don't even want to be fucking doing this, but Pacey's going to fail and not graduate. And Joey's like, I would know if that were the case. Dawson's like, no, nah, man, we hide that shit because it's crippling. To disappoint the person that you love. Clearly talking about how he's disappointed her by acting the way he's acted. Or at least trying to, the way that Dawson tries to be apologetic. Yeah, he's really bad at saying sorry. He's so bad at it. He's really... I feel like he means it, but he's just so bad at actually saying it. Because there's always that selfish edge to it. Like, if you would just forgive me we could be in love is always what it comes down to these days it's so creepy i don't know if i'm gonna give it creepy but it's it's creepy man it's off-putting like him being on this side of the relationship with joey she said like multiple times like dude i want to be best friends and i want to just bang it out with pacey now throughout all of this Joey's been working at the Yacht Club. She gets a hot tip from Andy earlier in the episode. Use this dude, Owen Ross's name, that family. I know them motherfuckers. You can get up if so, something goes wrong. She just No, she just says the name drop. No, somebody. she says if something goes wrong in the interview, drop the Ross name. That's exactly what she says, Owen Ross. Oh, yeah, because well, it started off by just saying just drop a name and... Joey's like, well, I don't really know anybody. And then Andy's like, well, I would say use mine, but my name isn't really all that great anymore. Right. So we get to the Ross name. She goes in for the interview, and she Joey's just straight up lying from the outset. She says her daddy made his money in pharmaceuticals, and that's a direct fucking quote. Yeah, but I mean, oh, I'm not. Ju- she was she was being punny. I'm not judging, but she was just straight up not giving a fuck in that interview she's like oh yeah dude my dad slung t- 
tons of shit. So we th- back in prison for it for a second stint. So here's a new character, <laughs> Mrs. Valentine. Uh, she's a real piece of fucking. Hey, it's me, Drew Valentine. No, that's her son. Well, mind. we find out that's her son. We're led to believe by him throughout the whole episode that he's Owen Ross because Joey's working. She gets the job after she drops the name because. Mrs. Valentine is afraid of power because they sit on the board and if they find out something bad from her she could lose her status because we find out from fucking her son Drew aka Owen Ross that she just wants to be involved in high society but her powerful husband left her for a younger model I think he says yeah he's like this is what happens with these rich people he's like it's like they're they're rich as fuck, but they ain't got no class, no integrity. Oh, yeah. He's sitting there in judgment, and they kind of become friendly almost. Like You can tell she's still put off by his slimeball nature, because Drew Valentine is a fucking slimeball. You can just smell it on him. From hey, the it's fuck- me, Drew Valentine from New York. Oh, he's from New York. Uh, hey, who the fuck are you? Oh, shit. Jen? <laughs> so... When Joey and Pacey get together at the end of their whole deal, and that's when she's like, what does Dawson have to do with you failing? Because he comes clean about all his bullshit. He's done hiding it or whatever. Oh, yeah. He spills the beans, and he tells her that he's really scared, and he's going to flunk out of high school. Well, he drops. she drops, after they end up getting together and making up, and she's like, we're making our own history without Dawson, which is exactly what he needed to hear. She drops a hard fucking R. Oh, All yeah. up in there. I, I literally gasped when I was watching it. <gasps> well, it's just the different times, man. No, I get, I like, get you it. You tell me all the time. I get it. Different times. No, I get it, but I didn't, I don't remember it, and it just, it hit me, because I don't hear that word very often. Go, go rewatch Psych. Love that show. You've, Love you've it. said that before, and I don't remember there it. There is at least a handful of times where I was like... Ooh, hard R's? I don't know if I would have said that. Uh, definitely some words. Okay. Well, at some point, I'll get to a rewatch of that. But yeah, hard. I mean, great show. Great a show. Hard R. I mean, I got a tattoo of a fucking hand. True. There's a there's a hard R in a laughing moment on this show. But that, that, that kind of wraps that whole angle up. Let's talk about Dawson again real quick because we're pretty much done with him. We've talked about Gretchen, too, at this point, And she comes into play here. Also, another thing. Sorry to cut you sure. off. Sure. But I just I, I I saw my note. Oh, dude! And that made me I, think of something. I else. went all off the rails in talking about this episode in any sort of order. We had talked earlier about whether or not they've had sex. Another thing, they're dropping love bonds all over this motherfucker. Again, I'd say more so than the physical aspect. That of course, three months at sea, they're going to be in love. Of course, three months at sea, they're going to be in love with no one else but each other and the people they worked odd jobs with. They're deaf. If they're having sex, they were in love long before then. They got to be. I mean, I, I'm not giving you an answer one way or the other, and these episodes don't really either. No, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're real vague because one, who really fucking cares? Unless they make it a storyline, oh, it doesn't really fucking buddy, matter. Buddy, but we can assume we know certain things about. You know, can I just tell you? Can I tell things. you right now? We know that it matters based on how this show worked from the first episode, where they had they straight up had the discussion on the dock. Oh, 
everyone's going to care. Joey, oh, no one's going to care. It's literally everyone's first question except for Dawson's. That's them telling us this is a big deal. Yeah, I, I get the it. The show is very saying. blatant about that kind of shit, and we both know that. So, yeah, it, it matters whether or not they slept together. So I'd say your prediction is something you should have been making right now because we don't know, and it is kind of maybe the first real mystery we've had on this show. That's three months of time that anything could have happened, and they're being real tight-lipped about it. Who's not being tight-lipped is Gretchen when she's judging Dawson's taste in music, like a real pretentious jerk. I hate... And making Dougie gay jokes. That's everyone's domain, apparently. Everybody, apparently everybody in that family thinks Doug's gay. Well, everyone thinks Pacey's a total fucking loser except for Gretchen, so, like... I guess it, and she might also think he's a loser. She just needs somebody to live with. Him. I guess it, all right. If we're gonna break down just like little psychological profile, it would make sense if Doug thought that everyone thought that he was gay, especially as his dad. He would just become a cop because of that to prove to his dad that he was a real man. Maybe Doug is gay. Yeah, I guess maybe Doug is gay. Oh, I'm sure it's gonna come out that Doug is gay. <laughs> oh, you think Doug so? is gay. <laughs> Is that breaking news from Chuck Banner? Yeah, maybe he'll come out at the wedding. I don't know. Oh, hold on. So we're going to have a joyous union of two loving souls, and Doug's also going to be like, hold on a second. I'm gay. I like I, I mean, like this wedding. Maybe he'll come out earlier than that, and he'll like bring a date to the wedding. The, all right. I'll just say this. They talk about him being gay enough on this fucking show, and it's the butt of nothing but jokes. Him and Jack. Him and Jack. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Doug Sign me up. Doug Winter, Jack McPhee relationship. I mean, it has to be after Jack is 18. Oh, so they're not going to start that up season four? No, no, no. no, no. You can't fuck with Dougie's cop career. Why not? The show's already gone there before. Nah, because he's a cop, man. That, oh, this is fucking that cop. means he can get away with it He's easier. gotta know that's not fucking that right. That means he can get away with it so much easier, though. Nah, man. All right. Dougie's, okay. Dougie's like, Dougie's he's riding the straight and narrow when it comes to following the rules. Well, we just went off on a, a radical... Not following his heart. <laughs> we just went off on a radical tangent, listeners, uh, into some unexpected territory about Jack McPhee and, and Doug Winter. Let's talk about the Winter child that I wanted to talk about, and that's Gretchen. That vanilla ice CD that Dawson had on the top of that stack and that she scoffs at was one of the first two CDs I ever owned in my life. That's some hot shit right to there. To the extreme, baby. But she comes across the Grateful Dead and is like, ooh, that's awesome. And I'm like, fuck you. Grateful Dead sucks. Trash. Hate it. Hate the fucking Grateful Dead. And maybe that would get a little- I also do not like the Grateful Dead at all. They've got a few songs I like and they got a whole lot of shit that bores the piss out of me. I don't care about Grateful Dead. So when she starts fawning over that... All right, listen, I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you Vanilla Ice to the Extreme is a great album. It's absolutely not. But it's nostalgic enough for me to think think back on a song like Having a Roni. I'm sorry. That's too fucking funny for me to not love. And uh, Grateful Dead never made me laugh like that. So fuck the Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead just made me go, ugh. Well, and that's why when we talk about Mitch and Gail being cooler than him... Bullshit. If they were cooler because they followed the Grateful Dead. And I tried to do the math on this shit too. I don't think Mitch would have been old enough to follow Grateful Dead during the fucking era he was describing. 
You're probably right. Yeah. I don't really know because I, I don't know the timelines that well because I, I don't really fucking care about the Grateful Dead. I don't know it well enough to go any further down the road than that. All I want to say is fuck the Grateful Dead. Gretchen Winter, stop being a fucking music snob. She talks about being a soul music person. Snob as shit, too. Just the kind of pretentious nonsense I hate. Alright, here's our final topic for failing down. Jen and Jack. And Henry, by extension. So, like, Jen's worried that Henry's gonna dump her, right? Because, like, throughout the eight weeks of him being at football camp, like, they were texting, calling... Facebook in apparently or MySpace and whatever was hip about. I don't think it was MySpace in two thousand. Um, maybe it was AOL. It was all AOL, but they were sexting. Yahoo and definitely sexting and cyber sexting. And then like it just started to slow way down once he went to the boarding school. He's got all these boarding school women that are all like, "Hey, what's going on, Henry?" And he's all like. Uh, I gotta ask my girlfriend if I can talk to you. The boarding school women, are you talking about the teachers? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he's gonna pull a pacey and he's gonna be like, I'm gonna slam this science teacher. Miss Jacobs got a job at the boarding school. Oh, shit! She's got a different name now. She's got an assumed identity. Sign me up. Young Americans. Young Americans, <laughs> the show it should have been, following a young Michael Pitt as Henry. He's a football star, and now he's there, banging Miss Jacobs. So it turns out that Jack sent, or Henry sent Jack an email, because we get the classic You've Got Mail, and Jen hears it and goes, who wrote you? And I'm like, who asked someone else who wrote them an email? Even in 2000. Yeah. You be a little fucking like nosy. Like there? if someone called you on your cell phone and you were sitting next to me and you didn't answer it, I would never look at you and go, "Who called you? <laughs> Who's on the phone?" <laughs> I might volunteer that information, but I wouldn't expect you to like ask. Me. No, you should expect me to never ask that or anyone to ask that. Whose fucking business is it of yours? Who's calling my goddamn phone? Especially Unless if I choose there's not to answer like, it. Unless there's a reason, like, like we might be expecting a call from someone, and maybe they call you. Okay, now you're now you're making this way more specific than I intended. Because it would also be another situation where, like, if you if someone called you like ten times in a row and you ignored it every time, then I might be like, "Bro, who the fuck? Who is calling you you? ten times in a row, man?" But I'm definitely never going to ask you who's emailing you. (laughs) um but that's how henry breaks up with her by asking jack to break up with her which jack unwisely does even andy is like idiot no don't do that because then you become the bearer of bad news when you should be the person who's there for so what i love about this is not only does it give us an angle for two of our characters two of our heroes two of our beach buds it also brings closure to a story without having to physically bring back the character of Henry and slanging out that Michael Pitt money. It makes sense. It doesn't feel yes. forced. It's and, it, and you know what it also doesn't feel like? 
It also doesn't feel like me questioning for, for through the first three episodes, where the fuck is Henry? Shouldn't he be back now from football camp? Are they going to mention Henry? No, I didn't have to do that through a few episodes because they made it a fucking feasible storyline. They're learning from their Bodie mistakes. Okay, but let's let's talk about that for a second. Right, hold on, let's wrap this up. How we wrap all that up here is he does tell her down at the docks, and she's like, oh, she kind of figures it out. It's like, oh, is he breaking up with me? No, he's lying to you, and you're lying to me. And then she fucking takes off, because she just can't handle the heartbreak. She couldn't see that betrayal coming from either of them. But they end up talking at the end. But before, because they kind of, they give more, I think, emotional weight to the friendship between Dawson and Jen during that scene than they do between Jack and Jen. Because Dawson's like, I learned a lot from you. And one of those things was like, anger is not the answer. So don't be angry about this. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's the Chuck Banner attitude about angry. Do I benefit from yeah. this? I don't. So what the fuck am I doing about it? But he's very humble about following whatever Some would say too humble. whatever those impulses may be and that's where sometimes people look at his actions and go he's not a humble man at all but you gotta understand he's just following an impulse he's being as humble as he possibly can and that's more humble than you could possibly imagine so it feels like dawson in in jen have this really nice moment and then jack is like bro i'm real sorry and jen's like yeah i'm real sorry too like but i just needed you to be my shoulder to cry on so that was another like potential prediction for season four like could dawson and jen reunite the flames of passion they had from seasons past who knows but we'll find out season four creek chat so here's what i wanted to talk about right here right now and it has to do with the great writing off of henry what's going on with leary's fresh fish right because there's no mention of Bodie anywhere in here, which is fine. He's not consequential. But Gail and Mitch don't seem to really need to be at the restaurant at any point. I mean, Mitch took out a job as a fucking guidance counselor up at the high school. Uh, and they're both sick that one episode together. But they don't really talk about how they've got to miss work or anything like that because they're sick, I don't think. like So what's going on with the Fresh Fish shot? I feel like it's been three months. They... If they needed to either hire someone to be like a manager or something like that, they did it. Yeah, maybe Mitch or, maybe Mitch wanted out of the GM game after he got him up and started. He was like, I didn't want to stay here. I just wanted to get you off your feet. I don't remember. Oh, and you know, it's possible that he's still doing it and that he's helping the high school out. Like they might have approached him to be the guidance counselor because I don't physically know how else he could have gotten that job bro they don't really go into it at all i don't know like they bring it up and i'm all like this doesn't fucking make sense well they're they're giving out jobs it was one of the key points i wrote down about the entire episode <laughs> like after the episode's over i'm like oh these are the four or five key things that i know about this and i was like how the fuck is mitch a guidance counselor don't fucking know maybe he's been working on getting his guidance counselor degree uh, is there anything else you wanted to bring up about failing down? So there was a couple of things. So uh, actually, there might have been only one thing. And that was a line that I wrote down. And it was when they were on the boat, Joe and Pacey. And it might have been like at the very beginning of the um, episode. 
but I wrote down no more classes, no more books, no more Dawson's dirty looks as a quote. Like and it was like a dual quote because like the first part was Joe and the second part was Pacey. And they were talking about finishing high school and getting the fuck out of there or just getting the fuck out of there. But either way, it focused on them being together. That's what I'd say this whole three pack did, even when they were apart. It's all about Joey and Pacey and whatever they, especially from Joey's perspective, because they show very clearly here, and she's the one who kind of keeps her head on her shoulders throughout the whole three pack. She's very much committed to her relationship with Pacey in a romantic way. She's oh yeah, she's like she's just as committed to her friendship with Dawson, and she's very clear and open about that too. But she's like, listen. Pacey, idiot, you don't have to worry about it that way. I don't... No romantic interest in that dude. Stop getting hung up on that shit. Y'all need to go be friends now. You and I are in love. Let's get the fuck on with this. Yeah, and they really hammered that home, which I thought was, like, fantastic. And it seemed like every time they had interactions outside of, like, the couple of tiffs that they had, it was, like, well acted or, at the very least, like, it felt like they had a lot of chemistry and i think they 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 actually dated in real life like during season one or two of the show so like they had and and it seemed like they had legitimate like more than her and dawson chemistry oh yeah holmes and james vanderbeek have terrible chemistry yeah yeah it's not that great and there's even like i don't know the the debate in the beginning of this episode was hilarious, though. This next episode. Okay, so we get a new teacher in the mix. And this teacher isn't, like, an asshole like a bunch I of the I didn't even other... think about that. New English teacher. and like He's not, like, an asshole or anything, but he's very suggestible. Because a student just says, hey, these two students should have a debate with each other. We're going to disrupt an entire part of a class that you probably, I guess, apparently didn't have a plan for anyway. They're going to put on this debate tomorrow. No one else in class has to do anything like this. Just these two students. Oh, wait. Also, I fucking love that class. Also, the guy who came up with the idea is going to do it too. Drew fucking Valentine. Because now he finally shows up at Capeside. Where was he at during the for other episodes of the season? Was he not going to Capeside yet? We met him the episode before. Was he just not going to classes? No, I feel like... Because oh, Joey would have known who start. he was. He was sitting right behind her. Joey would have seen him. She'd have known he wasn't Owen, Owen Ross. Roll call, baby. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Maybe he just wasn't... I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't going to classes yet. Dude, he's Drew Valentine. It's continuity issue. No, Drew Valentine doesn't give a fuck. He's, he's New York scum, dude. Hey, I'm New York Drew Valentine. Fuck your school and fuck your classes. I'll do what I want. Well, it starts out... I show up when I want. Basically... I fucking smell Joe's hair if I want. Did he smell it? I don't know. I'm just saying... Oh, he was like, playing with it. That's fucking not good either, so... No, it's fucking weird. But, all right. Keep your hands to your fucking self, this te- fucking Drew. This teacher makes a two guys, a girl, and no pizza place joke. That gets no reaction from the classroom. And that was, I think, a pretty contemporary joke at the time. So especially now, 20 years later, I was like, that was awful. 
Like that was not a good joke. It wasn't even a good joke then, and they knew it. So why did they do it? Was it for the adults that were watching the show? Because they were gonna laugh. Maybe at that? I don't know. This has been one of the better teachers we've met because he's not bad. He's just kind of like, okay, whatever. So early on, they give you a hint that there's going to be some fucking rainy days going on in this particular episode. Not just rainy days, but a rainy day, like a fucking rough one. You know what I'm saying? And that's early on when we get sad Jen because she's like... I'm fucking sad that Henry broke up with me and I'm angry and I'm a teenager and fuck this world, fuck school, fuck senior year, fuck it all. Season two, Jack. And Graham's like, hey, bitch, you got 48 hours. Then fucking knock it off. Now, also, get to school. Take this goddamn umbrella and go to school. And Jen's like, you're fucking crazy, Graham's. It ain't even going to rain. She's all like, Farmer's Almanac. This shit is never it's wrong. It's a red letter day, girl. This will be a day to remember. Get out of this goddamn house right now. <laughs> then she goes to school. Um. <laughs> and then Pacey gets a fucking A because he's been fucking killing it with Joey helping him fucking study in his extra classes and shit. And he, I don't know exactly how they're doing it, but they're doing it. They're hanging out. They at least mentioned it. Well, her room's and he's all her, like, hey. They're probably studying back at her house because that dude's yeah. not renting his room anymore. So, you know, That's you know, true. Bessie and Bodie are like, dude, let that kid come over and study so he doesn't fucking fail high school. <laughs> it's cool. You know they like Pacey over there. You know, oh, yeah. you know Bodie and Pacey get along real well. And, like, realistically, Pacey did, like, pitch them the B&B and it's, like, fucking super successful so Good point i kind of forgot not only pitch that but like organize getting it up and running too uh, from oh, yeah. top to bottom so never mind they love pacey over there so pacey's all like hey baby girl we should go sailing to celebrate oh shit and she's all like she's like dude i gotta fucking work no she's like daddy oh i gotta fucking do this project with dawson and oh yeah club. not work me? but the project me Dawson, your hated rival, apparently, and I guess it's and this fucking scumbag Drew Valentine. Hey, hey, it's me, Drew Valentine. I'm a scumbag. Hey, uh, it's me. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna step in an English class, and I'm gonna tell you that you're wrong, and I'm right. But then, <laughs> then <laughs> all right, that's enough. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well Pacey's like well fuck what am I gonna do Jen's like I'll be your deckhand I'll go sailing with you not a problem and Pacey's like alright alright cool let's do this she's like well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make out with you though and Pacey's like noted so they remind us at this point in the episode uh, cause Andy's going into the yacht club as well everyone's kind of be centering around the yacht club in some way here gonna be a yachty episode oh it gets yachty up in this gets a little yachty (laughs) well she's she's going there to do an interview with mrs valentine who is a representative of another unnamed school that is a backup of annie's they keep throwing out these schools that don't arizona state huh it's arizona state no i've got it on good authority okay i believe you but they remind us here that she has a mental illness by she kind of like has a fainting spell almost and jack catches her are you all right all right she's like yeah it's just this new medication i'm on and they have this kind of little 
discussion, catching up about, you know, her medication, all that. And I'm like, that was a really nice moment to show just someone having a, a, a normal, not weird, everyday discussion about someone's mental health and... Um, not have it to be a huge focus. Well, for someone who's supposed to be, like, obviously you're not going to have that kind of conversation with everyone in your life. That's not necessary or normal. But for someone like your brother, who should kind of be in the know of how things are going for you in that regards, they just kind of gave them that moment to talk about mental illness and medication without it being weird. And as we move on, we see that Mrs. Valentine is that judgmental piece of shit who's like oh you had a medical leave because you're crazy uh maybe i don't think this is gonna work yeah maybe you should go to a less strenuous school than this one i don't think so but it was nice to see before they got to that they started out with this is how it should be kind of is how i looked at it um yeah it showed the it showed the different sides of how people react to these things so we get out to jen and pacey on their boat and she brings up right then and there, because we had seen before, actually, it's when we find out Gail and Mitch are, are sick. Uh, we're at the house, and Dawson's there saying he's going out to the place, and the wind is whipping the shit at their house. You can hear, like, the whatever it is in the house banging. We get out on the boat with Jen and Pacey, and she's like, did you check the weather? And he's like, oh yeah, I checked it. The storm is going to come near, and then it's going to pass us by. Clear skies, no problem, whatever. And that's something that I truly expect that Pacey is 100% on and honest about. I like agree. he's like, "No, yeah, I've, like I did this for fucking months. Like you have to know what the weather is so we can see if we're going to be safe and well, the way, our lives on the line." The way they played this, it was like a freak storm. It kind of it didn't come out of nowhere, but the path that it took was immediate and sudden and it shifted. It got on top of them. There's nothing Maybe they should have been super cautious and not gone out at all. But if it were a normal storm, they'd have been fine. It's kind of how they played it. Because when they get to the next scene, they're even putting this big-ass weather advisory up on the TV. Well, they show Drew on a cell phone. Is that our first cell phone? No. What was the first cell phone? Kids had one. Oh, that's right. So the first cell phones were kind of like uh, cell phones are ridiculous kind of commentary. This one, it's just Drew talking to his honeys on his cell phone. Uh, so not, I don't think any of our main so characters think, have one yet. This is also the time when Drew describes the Joe Dawson Pacey relationship as uh, Star Warsy. Yeah, because her and Dawson are like brother and sister, not romantic lovers. So it's accurate. Yeah, Drew's dead on with that one. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, so... <laughs> Which is hilarious. Like, he just nails it with the easiest comparison he can give it, really. And which is funny, too, because at the end of this episode, like, Pacey goes to talk to Dawson. And he's like, he apologizes. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, first, we met Mr. Brooks, because I really liked that scene. Uh, we meet Mr. Brooks in that same scene. He pops in, and he's this cranky old motherfucker who needs his seat or whatever. I also wrote that this is our second hurricane episode. They don't know. This isn't a hurricane. They say the winds are can are going to reach hurricane force, but they don't call it a hurricane. It's just a storm. It's a hurricane episode. It's not a hurricane. I know they say it. Hurricane Force. I know episode. they say it in this line, like in the notes here, when a hurricane, but they also called the episode Falling Down. So I can't trust what this booklet says. Hey, it's a Hurricane Force episode. <laughs> um, 
So Dawson does something very uncharacteristic of him. And he straight up says, okay, because what this project they're doing is all about is Two Gentlemen of Verona. The debate started out with Joey being like, this is about a woman coming in between two friends. And Dawson's like, no, this is about the friendship between the two men. And how they react to something that's thrown in between them. Of course, Dawson would think of it like that because that's how he's living it. And of course, Joey thinks of it the way she does because that's how she's living it. She's the woman. And that's exactly it. And of course, Drew comes in as the dickhead and goes, I can see that's exactly what's happening to you two. So this is hilarious. You guys should debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really funny. Drew's not wrong. And it's even funnier when he gets roped into it, too. But he's clearly got no interest in doing it. He's just hanging out where mommy works. No, he doesn't give a fuck. He's from New York. Hey! He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm from New York. I never give a fuck. I would say, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Let's go get some Domino's. Um, so Jen is freaking out on the boat. Like, getting oh, getting nuts out freaking there. Freaking out. And... Pacey's still like, I've seen shit like this before. I've handled this. It's not a problem. But he is taking action. It, but just as soon as he says that, water splashes up in this shit and short circuits all of his fucking communication shit out. All of his weather tracking shit. Uh, all of his electronics are down. And she's like, oh, fuck. Have you had to deal with that kind of shit before, you goddamn bastard? Because I'm not ready to die out here. But we're back out in the fucking... And that's what I liked about this episode. It kept kind of like jumping between these stories that were all heading to a point where they interlinked with each other because of the storm. But we're building up to because Andy's still doing this interview with Mrs. Valentine at this point. And that's where we get to the point where Aunt, she's like, this would be better if you went to a different school. And Andy's like, bitch, basically, fuck you. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. And Mrs. Valentine's like, OK, fine. I think this is over. And she gets out of there storms out of there some dude named bruce comes in jack's there now too everyone's in yeah because he's there to pick her up and he's like it's getting real bad out there bruce is like these three boats are coming in and joe is like it's one of them the true love he's like i don't know who the fuck the true love is definitely not one of those three and joe's like well it's gotta be out there and then bang a branch comes through the window and so you know shit is fucked up like and Andy just starts taking control, and she's all like, all right, you do this, you do this, you do that. And the one bitch is all like, who's to say you should put a table right there? And Andy's like, unless you got any other ideas, I would suggest you shutting the fuck up. <laughs> and then she's like, you know what? Actually, don't shut the fuck up. Take down these fucking phone numbers and go call these people and be fucking nice. But let them know their fucking kids are out there. So out on the water, shit's getting real rough out there. Jen's thinking this boat is going to capsize. And Do- Pacey's like, there's no way I can get to a dock. I've got to run to this cove for cover. It's just too dangerous anywhere else. And Jen's like, who the fuck is going to know where we're at? And Pacey's straight up like, Dawson will know where He's I'm like, at. He's like, Dawson, dude. That's the point where it cuts a commercial break. Booms come back. And immediately Dawson's like pointing at a map. I know where they're going to be. Boom. Superpowers. And Bruce is like, I can't fucking send anyone out there. I gotta get these other boats in here right now. I can go send someone out maybe after I get those boats in, but that's the best I can do. And Dawson's like, not a chance. Drew, give me those keys that you now have because you stole them from your mom. I'm gonna take Mr. Brooks's boat, the Earthful Dodger. I'm gonna steal that son of a bitch, and I'm gonna go rescue Pacey and Jen because I'm a hero, Dawson. 
Well, he's going to borrow it. Oh, of course he's going to borrow it. Right, 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 right. And Joey's like, well, I'm going to borrow it with you then because I can't worry about both of y'all. I ain't worried about Jen well, at she's all. Like, she's like, she's like, hey, I'm going to come with. And Dawson's like, no, I'm shutting this shit down right now. And she's like, uh, excuse me, I've been living on a boat for three fucking months. I know how to fucking do everything you're going to need to know. Plus, you're going to need at least one other person out there. Plus, I can't worry about you and my fucking boyfriend who I love, Pacey. And I'm not worried about Jen at all. So that's not a factor here. Yeah. No. But uh, speaking of Jen, they're down in, in the hull and they're talking about... Because she's like, all right, maybe it's too morbid to talk about I don't know, something. She's like, let's talk about regret. Let's talk about regrets. Like, let's confess some regrets. He's like, I ain't got no regrets. And she's like, well, I regret never falling in love. Like, nothing I've done up to this point has been the real kind of love that I can... Basically, it's implied. And Casey's like, like, what about Hanky? Well, she's like, no, nah, that was like puppy love. Like, that wasn't a real thing. Because I think she has seen the love between Pacey and Joey. And she goes, ah, that is what that's supposed that's to look love. like. I get it now. Like, I see it. I get it. All that shit that they went through in the spring. They went and spent those three months together. They come back and they're more in love than ever. Like, I've never had anything like that. And finally, Pacey. And I think Pacey kind of gets that she sees that they're all very perceptive kids in some ways when it's not important for them to pick up on, they'll pick up on it. But so I think he gets a little more vulnerable and he's like, all right, here's my regret. I regret the way things are with Dawson right now. So that's the first, I mean, it's his best friend. That's the first time we've seen Pacey be like, okay, I do feel bad about how this went down. Cause the first two episodes and you know, it's why he's angry. Cause he knows he's wrong. But he's like, it's Dawson's fault. I'll never let go of this. As long as he hates me, I'll hate him. But we see here in this moment of potential death, he goes finally like, nah. Like, I was kind of a jerk and I at least need to apologize. Which is all Dawson's really looking for. Because that's, alright, let's get to that final scene you were talking about. Because here comes the rescue. Oh, well, hold on one second. Do we potentially have a Grams hookup? With Mr. Brooks. She's yelling at that guy. She knows him. Okay, so Dawson's on that stolen boat. Him and Joey get out to the true love in the cove, and it's getting rough as fuck out there. The seas are coming. Joe, Jen jumps over to the Artful Dodger, and Pacey's like, nah, I'm staying on this girl. I'm riding it out with her. I'm not getting rid of my boat. He talks about it later with Joey afterwards, like, this is the best moments of my life happened on this boat. The last three months of my life are the best shit that I've ever gotten, and I'm not giving up the thing that happened on. The thing that I sanded and built up from the ground with the help of a little child and some other people, too. And I'm not losing it. And Dawson's like, well, I'm not fucking losing you, jerk off. Jumps over, grabs Pacey, and, like, jumps back with him. Again, action hero Dawson. It's like the perfect storm, which I think they reference in this show. But That makes I really sense. enjoyed their over-the-top boats on choppy water graphics. Well, I liked on. it, too, because it was different than the normal. Yes bullshit they definitely mixed it up in a a good way here better than the last hurricane right the last hurricane episode they gave us was more way more about low-key relationship shit this one got a little more over the top with the relationship shit in there too well because that joey even says she's like hey when you're making decisions now you gotta fucking think about like us 
Right, exactly. This isn't just about you anymore. There are other people involved, namely me. So let's talk about Mr. Brooks for a second here, because in trying to rescue, they bang boats and there's big gash on the side. And Mr. Brooks is like, so what the fuck are you going to do about that, little boy? What are you going to do to fix my boat? And Doss like, well, I got this money for college. I guess I could give that to like, you. like, yeah, I made some money painting with my homeboy Jack. Graham steps in, shuts that motherfucker down, and closes it out by saying, I will personally kick your shriveled old butt. And Mr. Brooks is just jaw on the ground like, what? Mr. Brooks is all like, how you doing, Grams? What's your real name? I, I, I would bet it has been decades since anyone has spoken to him like that. Probably. In a way that's credible and that would put his jaw on the ground. Like, no comment on whether or not that is a romantic interest, but I can absolutely see why it would be without a fucking doubt. Because Grams needs someone to put in their place. Because that's a good purpose for Grams. And Mr. Brooks obviously needs to be put in his place. He's a naughty, yeah, he's, he's a naughty man, boy. Man, I'm subscribed to that, he's too. He's a naughty boy who needs to take a trip to Grams' edit. <laughs> or her basement. Or crawl space. Yes, we've covered all the bases. <laughs> and the spaces. Um, no, that's so, right. But, here's the- but then we had this little fucking awesome, wonderful moment with Grams and Jen before we get to the end of this episode. Oh, it's so... Good. Where where she's like, Grams is like, dude, I freaked the fuck out when I thought you were gonna die, and she's like, I keep preaching, fucking just you know, faith, pray and think of God and heaven and all that shit, and she's all like, when I really needed it, my faith was fucking gone, and Jen's all like, because you borrow, let me borrow it. She's like, I always had faith that we were gonna be rescued and that, and I had hope, and she's like, that's what you gave me. And Graham's like, damn, girl. No, Graham's is like, does that mean I can count on you for church on Sunday? And, like, the way she asks it, you know she's not expecting a yes. And Jed does that. Gra- <laughs> Jed's basically like, hail Satan. <laughs> she's like, not if you want it to, like, not fall down on top of us, basically. <laughs> Graham's like, that's fine. I just had to check. I had to know. I had to know. Uh, and then that's when I officially put down that we get confirmation that fucking Drew Valentine from New York, New York knows our little girl Jen Lindley. She's like, oh shit, this is where Jen showed up, huh? Fucking look what the cat drug in. They bump into each other by chance and it's an immediate like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I had honestly forgotten the drew valentine jen lindley new york connection until they had that moment and i was like oh fuck that's right and then it made me remember a whole bunch of other things that happened moving forward and drew valentine is let's say he fills i'm sure you can tell an abby morgan sort of role as the devil in the group it's kind of needed though absolutely the question is does he also die by falling into the water yes perfect same doc the very same doc. is jen with him yes are they jen may be the one who pushes him oh off. so this one's a homicide or well, i mean accidental yeah i mean she'll you know make it seem accidental of, and everybody will buy of it of course because drew valentine is notoriously clumsy he's tripping and falling and then everywhere. she's all like oh so she's become a villain you know who isn't a villain though is mitch because after all this is played out and Dawson's sitting there watching Pacey and Joey being all happy together now that they're safe on land. Mitch comes up. He's like, man, it sucks. I get it. But you can always look back and know that in this moment you did a great thing because you are a superhero and an 
and an action star. Dawson's like, gee, thanks, Dad. Gee, Mitch, thanks a lot. But I really wanted the girl. That was probably the best Mickey Mouse impersonation I've ever done. Mostly because it's the first I've ever done. But also, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was really, really good. I don't think I could do it again. So here's the final scene where Pacey comes up. And he acts on it. Because Jen's like, you early in the boat, she's like, then you need to say something to him about this. If you have that big of a regret about it. So he goes up and he's like, I'm, thank you. Well, first of all, Dawson cuts him off. He's like, if you came here to thank me, you don't need to do it. Because I know you'd have done the same thing for me. It's not a big deal. And Pacey's like, I'd like to think that that's true. But who the fuck really knows in the end? But thank you. And also, I'm really fucking sorry for how everything went down. That was some bullshit. And that really, I look forward to the day that you and I can be friends again. So Pacey extended that olive branch that Dawson said he would never be the first one to put out there. So the ball is now in Dawson's court. Which if he's feeling resentful about it, he could look at it as like, well, either way I lose again. Like he's looked at a number of other situations. Because either I have to pretend to be friends with this guy I don't want to be friends with. Or I look like a dickhead. Or I don't be friends with him. And I look like a dickhead. And I think, honestly, deep down inside, he does want to be friends with him. We'll see how that plays out. Because that is the third option. He looks at it. He doesn't have any other fucking friends except for the Beach Buds. That's more friends than he really had before. But, I mean, at the same time, do you want to lose your oldest friend? Right now, he's still been prepared to. Again, I think this is a perfect way to end this three-pack. This is a great set of three episodes to have because that's a nice cliffhanger to have going into this is where does dawson stand on his friendship with pacey because obviously i'm rooting for those two to get back together again i also like to see them as friends it's a good dynamic yeah because either dawson or pacey has to be the best man one of the two so they got it because one of them's going to be the groom and one of them's going to be the best man we will not find out until later but we are going to find out yeah we will Anything else you wanted to say about that episode? Or can we find out what you're thinking about these next set of episodes? Oh, we can just go ahead and find out. All right, so let's talk about episode four. It's called Future Tense. Future Tense? Like T-E-N-S-E. Okay, I was like, Future Tense or camping? In the future. So in this future camping trip. um, No, so for real though. And Future Tense. So like, I don't know. This is a really weird title i guess do you want any i'll give you vague nudges in the right direction if you want them it's jump starter it's senior year of high school thinking towards the future all right so i guess they're all thinking about potentially going to college or where they would go to college afterwards and i guess for pacey it's a lot of am i gonna be able to graduate on time i feel like that's got to be a running storyline throughout the season or it's going to be something that they're going to drop and not explain <laughs> why they dropped. And I'm just going to be fucking aggravated by it. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the show has kind of learned its lesson because they've shown us already through this first uh, three episodes that they've learned how to tie up some loose ends. So I'm going to say that that's going to be a huge thing going forward is just going to be like Pacey focusing on school and stuff like that. But then like how... What are they going to do afterwards? Like, are him and Joey going to go to the same school? Do they want to sit and wait on that? I don't even know because, like, she they seem pretty much in love. So, like, I would like to assume that that'll continue, but... Remember, remember, knows? things happen fast on the creek, and we're just at the beginning of yeah. senior year, baby. We got a whole bunch of more episodes to go. We got 23 total happen. We got 20, right, 20 so more. Um, I have a feeling it's just going to be a lot of, like, 
thinking about the the future. I don't know. That's not a really fun prediction. No, but sometimes it can't be. Let's talk about the next one, though. Episode 5, A Family Way. Are you familiar with the phrase? No. When someone is in a family way, that means that they're pregnant. Ooh. So, this could get good. So, I'm going to go with what I think should be it. Um... Gretchen is totally pregnant, and that's what she's running from. Okay. She's running from the guy that got her pregnant, and it's not, like, the total fun prediction because um, it's, like, it's a side character or whatevs, but... She could become a bigger character. But the other potential one is Joey's pregnant with Pacey's kid, and that would make a lot of sense, too. Maybe, and it would also be like maybe Andy had a secret one night stand with the Frenchman, and she's secretly French pregnant. Or maybe her and Dawson. <laughs> oh, that so in in a span of two episodes. Oh, that would be so great if Dawson and Andy fucking started like kind of hooking up, and then boom, immediately Andy was pregnant. Oh, I'd fucking love that. All right, anything else for in a family way or a family way? Nah, nah, we're good on All that. All right, so final episode, episode six. And I will. Oh, I guess also for a different side prediction on that one, Gail, you pregnant? Okay, so Gretchen's pregnant. Joey might be pregnant, or could be pregnant. Where are you at on Gail? Gail, you are. Gail, you could maybe. Gail, you're a wild card. She's totally a wild okay. card because I don't know if they've done if they've got like like what they're doing for protect because they're fucking all the time. And they've had all right. Again, up until we started seeing them in the timeline, they seem to be fucking all the time. They've managed to only have one kid in all that time. Yeah. So they're good at keeping pregnancy out of the mix, or she's getting a lot of abortions. So <laughs> I'm thinking that was less likely. Uh, she's probably got about six. All right, so episode six. And I'm going to have to give a quick explanation as soon as I read the title, so hang tight. Great Expectations where expectations just starts with the letter X. Expectations. So is this like, wasn't there a movie called Great Expectations or something? It's a Charles Dickens novel, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know if that has anything to do with it. All right. Take the hint from the fact that they're spelling the word expectations with an X up front. Well, yeah, you got to. And the fact that they're alluding to someone being pregnant in the last episode. So it's getting real spicy in Cape Side. That's true. If if we got pregnancies and expectations. Well, see, this is more the OC flavor I'm looking for in my drama. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of pregnancy angles. I'm getting a little bit of fucking expectations and this one really works towards solidifying and resolving the love and friendship angles so that we can start to get into the ridiculous shit yeah and so okay if they weren't having sex before joey pacey having sex okay also jen dawson rekindling fucking bumping uglies andy crying she's not Fucking Dawson or Pacey. Jack, checking out Doug. Hold on, what? But Doug's not knowing. Jack's just looking from afar. What, what did any of that have to do with the expectations? I don't know, it's all sexy? I didn't say anything about sex. It's not great sex expectations. <laughs> 
Think about the year 2000 and the letter X and what that could mean. If you don't get anything from that. Jericho? I don't know. All right, if you don't get anything from that, then I'll Y2K? Quit. No, we're going to stop right here. You can check out all of our predictions, <laughs> all of our episodes, all of our nonsense over on Apple Podcasts, 50RandyQuades.com, and of course, over on Spotify. Uh, you can also follow us on 50RandyQuades on Twitter, and you can like us on Facebook. Uh, any other places they can get at us, Mr. Banner? One nine hundred Creek Chat. Are we still running that? I took Jay. I took uh, Jay. No, we might have canceled. I took it. Jay off the phones. I was sick of hearing his bullshit. Oh, I stopped paying for the the number, so I don't know when they shut us off. Perfect, ladies and gentlemen. Please stop calling that number, or if you're gonna call, leave a message. <laughs> oh boy. Make it spicy. Make it have some great expectations with an X. Well, until next time. Until next time. We, we be, be creaking. creaking.